Hey everyone, this is Tom Salemi. Thanks for joining us. This is the MedTech Talk Podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Speaking today with George Wallace. George is a, a partner at Intersect Partners, which is an uh, incubator of sorts, a, a research and investment vehicle, whatever you want to call it. It's, uh, it's done really well. Uh, we talked with George about the company's performance. It's been, uh, the group has been going on for about 20 years. Uh, it's founded about 13 companies, and we'll get into to George's track record. We'll talk a bit about what opportunities he sees elsewhere, what he is currently up to, and uh, one of the things he mentioned I found intriguing, but I wasn't able to uh, get follow-up information on, but we're hoping to have George on the podcast sometime soon to expound on uh, on what he was referring to. So George is a great guy. He was at our MedTech conference. He sat on our successful entrepreneur panel, did a great job there. So I'm sure you'll enjoy this conversation with George Wallace of Intersect. Well, George Wallace, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So we're coming upon, I think next year will be the 20th anniversary of your starting of Intersect. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is the status of Intersect? And what's your assessment after 20 years? I think that's a a pretty good, long enough period to sort of give an honest assessment. Has it worked? Uh, I think it's worked. Um, We've had successes. Uh, We haven't had any full failures. Um, We've had uh, things that weren't so successful. Um, but I think we've started 13 companies now. Uh, I think we've exited eight of those. That's um, a good batting average. That's it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, some of those were better exits than than others. Uh, we've probably had a couple of blockbusters uh, as far as uh, investor returns go, and uh, and we continue to start companies. We've um, we've started um, several companies in the vascular area that we're now combining together. Uh, into a roll-up uh, in the, the vascular space. And so that's kind of a new model for us within the incubator. Um, and we're pretty excited about that. And it's a, it's a pretty comprehensive uh, job. So I would say that that's going to probably take the most of our, our uh, activities over the next uh, probably two years. So again, looking at the 20-year period, it's kind of like digging through soil to kind of look at conditions uh, of the earth at the time. You've started in 98, if I'm doing my math correctly. Mm-hmm. We've seen funding go up. We've seen it go down. The IPO window opened up, opened down. Does your, has your job changed at all at, at how you've started companies now, especially with this seems to be a real dearth of, of early stage device capital today? Yeah, well, I, I think that we've always looked at it as every deal stands on its own. Mm-hmm. So I don't, we haven't taken a, a single approach to financing any, any company. And so even within microtherapeutics, the first company we started, I think we did just about any, everything. We raised venture capital. Uh, we did uh, a public offering. Uh, we did a, a change of control financing after we went public, and then we got acquired. So there are, uh, you know, we've, it takes something different for each company at each time that they're raising capital, and I think you have to look at it that way when you're raising money. Um, what I would say is, is that the, your traditional venture capital uh, availability for a company is much much less now, especially for the early stage companies that are in a Series A, B, or C. Uh, I think that venture capitalists are uh, trying to improve their returns by moving later mm-hmm. and doing less in devices and doing more in other other places. Uh, I see some some upside though. Uh, I see that the corporates are moving earlier and earlier. Um, you know, in the process, um, I think you have to have a knowledge of the the strategics and the, their areas of interest to make sure that that, that money is being directed uh, where your company is being developed. But mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a great opportunity for raising capital. And then we've uh, 
kind of changed our model as we've gone along. Uh, we did the traditional venture capital model at the beginning, um, and then we we switched as that that money beca- started becoming more scarce. And so we've been raising money from non-traditional sources, family offices, and individuals at the start starts of things, and uh, we've raised a lot more money from outside the United States. Um, Europe and and uh, China are are putting up quite a bit of capital, and so we've been able to raise uh, money from all of those sources, depending on the company's situation when we're raising money. Is that more challenging? Venture capitalists, of course, can be challenging in their own right, but is is drawing capital from outside the U.S., does that create more um, challenges for you as a CEO to sort of keep those investors happy and to kind of keep communications with them open? You know, I've always looked at each individual investor as, as their own entity. Mm-hmm. And even within venture capital, each each venture capitalist has their own um, you know, criteria for why they're going to make a, uh, an investment and why they're not going to make an investment. And uh, I look at the money outside the United States quite the same way. And mm-hmm. that is, is that you, you have to understand what those investors are looking at from the investment that they're making. And so the answer is yes. I mean, you don't know that capital as well. The, the model is not as set. Uh, but as you get to know the people who are doing it and what their objectives are with the investment – I don't think it's really any different than raising it from a venture capitalist or from a strategic investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to really understand what their needs are and make sure that what you're offering matches up with it. And if that is the case, then I think you tend to get the money uh, and it t- tends to make uh, follow-on financings uh, much better because uh, either they're going to lead you to a syndicate or they're going to be your syndicate uh, as you move forward. So we ask if, if the innovation has to be innovated, if it has to be different. In a way... Bringing the corporates in earlier does that. You get that input, that vital input in early. Having OUS investors probably brings an, a different level of intelligence, assuming that they're engaged at that level, mm-hmm. to, a, to a device company. So sort of by getting capital at these different sources, does it help you start a company smarter or run a startup smarter because you have that additional, those additional insights? Well, again, I think it depends on the investor. Sure. I think different investors bring different value uh, to the deal that you're starting. Um, you know, usually when you're starting a company, you're looking at, you know, what a big company can't do that you can, you can do better that is going to be a disruptive change. Uh, and usually you set yourself up to address that need. But there's a hundred other things uh, that are required when you're managing a company at an early stage. And a lot of times investors can help bring some of those, those things to you. They might have operational expertise. They may have clinical or regulatory expertise. So, you know, finding an investor that brings more than money is is the the real charm, right? Is to be able to get the dollar, but also to be able to have them help you solve some of those problems. Mm-hmm. And I think that each investor is different uh, with regard to that. Um, some of the international uh, investors, I, w- I would say, uh, it takes a little longer to find that out because a lot of them aren't really uh, experienced early stage investors. And so, you know, you, you have to recognize that and recognize that you need to put that capability mm-hmm. in place yourself. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, again, it's understanding uh, what your investor is looking for and, and how you can work together where they get their needs and you get yours met at the same time. Is, is finding capital from family funds and from outside the U.S., uh, is that, do they come to you? Do you come to them? You have to be somewhat intentional about it. You have to go out and really yeah. find it, I think, and shake some trees. Probably, probably more than half of it comes from the fact that we've done multiple companies. And so we've had 
those investors have reinvested in the companies that, that we've been involved that helps, with. Sure. The other part, we've gone and, and sought people out. Um, that comes primarily from your, your network mm-hmm. of the people that you know that might be doing s- something similar. Um, sometimes it's from being at a conference like this and somebody approaching you and saying, I'm interested in this area and I have a family office and, and we'd like to talk to you. Um, I think they, it comes from different sources and I think you need to be ready to talk to all sources. Um, I would say, though, that if you look at the family office or the individual investor, you're getting them. Usually, in most cases, it's a much less sophisticated investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually much more clear about what their objectives are, uh, but they're, they're less sophisticated and oftentimes not really bringing uh, the level of, of, of expertise that might, a venture capital uh, firm might, might bring to you. On the other hand, a lot of the individual investors are doctors, mm-hmm. regulatory Clinical people, you know, R and D guys that you've worked with in the in the past that have made some money and now are reinvesting in and helping you out. So, so I think you can, um, you know, you, it really is a consortium of people that you can use to help advance your your strategy, and and that's what makes you successful. Right. And just just final question, you, where we talk about the challenges in med tech, the funding, reimbursement, regulatory, less so. But what 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 should we put in the plus column? People like you keep doing it, you keep finding success, keep coming back for more. What is it about MedTech that, that drives you to continue to try to succeed? You know, it, it, I really find where you, you have a success, there's 10 more that can be found beyond that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really identifying the needs that are not being met. Um, and all technology happens in generations. Uh, and so I, I look beyond the initial uh, success in, in a particular area that you might be interested in. And then say, well, what's not, what, what is going to have to happen now for this to go to the next level? And so it might be an area that we've already, that we know real well and we're looking into, or it might be an area we don't know that much about. But you look at it and you say, geez, if you could do this, it's going to change the landscape of how the therapy is provided. And then we try and go do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of those are, are bigger than others. We, we don't typically try and, and uh, you know, go after problems that are, going to require a Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> to solve the problem. But it would uh, be nice, you know, but, yeah, well, one Peace we, Prize. Maybe I mean, someday we'll do that one. Yeah. But I, I don't think we've gotten gotten there yet. But I think we've we've uh, solved some significant problems. And I, I just see more problems out there. And to me, that's opportunity. Great. Well, thank you for sharing your story and for joining us today. Okay. Thank you, Tom. And that is a wrap. George Wallace, thanks so much for joining us at the MedTech Conference. It was great to have you on our panel a real joy to sit down with you, and I look forward to following up on your vascular roll-up strategy. MedTech Talk podcast listeners, thanks again for participating in this conversation, for being part of a great audience, and would love to uh, hear from you. Give us a ranking on iTunes if you would. Shoot me an email. Let me know how I'm doing. Uh, Tom at healthyg.com. That's the word health, followed by the letters egy.com. I'm also at uh, on Twitter at MedTechTom. And uh, finally, tell your friends about the MedTech Talk podcast if you think they enjoy innovative talk, innovation talk as much as you do. Finally, tune in next week for another tale of innovation from the MedTech Talk podcast.